Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. They come to relax. Enjoy the beach. Have fun and spend money. And that's where we come in. This is the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. Find out tips on the best ways to market and operate a water sports business. If you're a water sports operator, you need to grow your brand, operate more safely, upgrade your operations, and of course, increase bookings. We're industry veterans broadcasting from Destin, Florida. This is the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. And this is Kevin O'Neill and Greg Fisher. What's up, guys? This is episode 35 of the AWG podcast. Today, we are joined with Rachel Dickey. She is the uh, VP of Partner Suppliers, or uh, VP Partner Supply Trip Shock, right, Greg? And uh, Natasha Williams-Baker, who is the founder, owner, CEO of Sup Pup in Fort Lauderdale. And we are tackling a subject that, so this is like a little awkward for us to talk about, right? I mean, everything's awkward for us because we're the awkward water sports guys, but it's uh, women in water sports, uh, a traditionally male-dominated uh, industry, and and I think it's an important conversation we need to have. Well, I mean, part of our mission, Kevin, is to bring more people into water sports, educate the ones that are in this industry, uh, make it better. And the only way we're going to make it better is if we're going to grow it. And, and growing it does mean bringing different people into this industry. So what better way to start is with highlighting and, and emphasizing women in water sports and having the conversation of why don't we have more women in water sports? You know, what what is the, you know, what can we do to encourage female employees of our, uh, of companies to get their captain's license or or start a business and and there's just so much opportunity in in this industry so you know that's that's kind of the reason behind it and and Rachel um, works with me at Tripshock she's our VP of supply and product and this is a conversation that her and I I've had in the past is uh you know we meet so many great uh, business owners sometimes it, it feels like you know women don't get the, the spotlight as much as the men do. So we talk a lot about uh, on today's show about what are some ways that uh, women water sport operators can grow, can mentorship and things like that. So it's good. It's a great show. Yeah. So anyway, guys, this is a, a super good, super great show, obviously, because all our shows are super great, but didn't get to tackle what I really wanted to talk about. Because once Greg brought this up, brought this to my attention, was like, why isn't there more women in water sports? I My brain just starts going, right? I start going down all these weird pathways like yeah it's so weird like why isn't there more women why aren't there more women in water sports then i started thinking like well you know is it a blue collar thing you know is it like you don't see women in like construction that much you know no women plumbers but and, and then i we started talking about uh the you know it being like a systemic problem 
And I, I'd go like mentally, I would go deep dive on fucking anything, like how I tie my shoes. But uh, it got me thinking, like, there's no women in, in bank robbery, right? You never see women bank robbers. And there's no, there's no gatekeepers there. There's no, nobody stopping a woman grabbing a gun and robbing a fucking bank or committing armed robbery, right? So, I mean, not to say that there's, if there's not systemic misogyny within the these industries um i i believe that there there is to a certain degree i i just gotta say uh, ladies is that grab the gun go commit armed robbery metaphorically in water sports and that's that's what this whole show is about this entire show is about saying like hey you have a seat at this table you have a seat at the head of the table you are uh, you know not that again i'm not the fucking ambassador of water sports but go out there and get it because as we talk about on the show a ton, 90% of this shit is like marketing. And, and as we found talking to them, talking to other owners, there are a lot of women in the background that are, that are doing a lot of like the HR administration and the marketing. So it's like, yeah, you don't have to take a, a, a spotlight. Uh, or take a second seat to anybody and you and you can and should be in the spotlight because if you're selling the shit then you're the, you're the fucking beast at the table. So uh what do you say Greg you ready to get awkward? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. All right everyone, we're here with Natasha Baker, founder of Sup Pup out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Also joining us is Rachel Dickey, VP of Supply at Trip Shop. Welcome to the show ladies. Thank you for having me here. Our show today is going to be on women in water sports, and there's a lot of stuff to unpack here today. Uh, But before we get started, I'd like to introduce uh, both of you to our listeners, hear a little bit about both of your stories. And Natasha, I'm going to start with you. So give us a little introduction um, about you, your business, and how you became a woman in water sports. (laughs) I am the founder of Setpoint Paddleboard with my partner in crime, uh, my corgi, Mr. Beaches. We've been in business for about um, three years now down in the Fort Lauderdale um, Canal area. We started um, doing tours. Well, actually, we started just paddleboarding there about five years ago. Actually, almost six years ago now because he's seven. So we started paddleboarding for fun. And um, eventually, uh, a few years later, it turned into like a side hustle. Everybody down in Fort Lauderdale has a side hustle. And then it turned into a full-fledged business. I decided to try and, um, you know, devote 100% of my time to it to see what, um, you know, what, what I could do with it business. And here we are. N- Natasha, did you say Corgi? Yeah. <laughs> a dog? How do you how does how do you pay him uh, like his dividends or whatever? Well, like, you know what? I mean, is it I dog make, treats or straight cash? I make homemade treats. Dogecoin, maybe. <laughs> so he's a, he's a little cool. He gets homemade treats. Oh wow! <laughs> let let me know if you need any other partners. I'm in. I want homemade treats. Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I joined the Trip Shock team. I guess it's been about uh, two and a half years ago now. And made an interesting transition from a private practice legal career uh, where I did growth strategy consulting and and worked with a lot of different businesses and just really wasn't that happy in my job and was surrounded by people that weren't that happy in their jobs. And so tourism was just something that's really appealing to me and something that personally I loved. And like Natasha, every vacation my family took was to the beach. I mean, that's what we did. It's what I looked forward to every year and being out on the water. 
Um, I think the first time I really got into water sports was when I was 19. I moved to Newport Beach, California, and started working at a surf shop and uh, just, you know, have been in love ever since. And now I've found my family at Trip Shock, so I can't complain. Let's jump right in here. So going to be discussing, you know, women in water sports, but more importantly, uh, how we can grow our industry, become more diverse. And as we uh, discussed yesterday in our pre-show, that this is a very male-dominated industry. And, you know, Natasha is a, a very unique case. Uh, the fact that she is a person of color and she's a female and she's thriving in, in a market that uh, is predominantly, you know, white male dominated uh, for, for water sports. And, you know, the, the question I have for, for both you ladies is, you know, what are we doing wrong? Like, why aren't we getting more women into water sports? <laughs> That's a deep question, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Greg, no foreplay with Greg there. God, man. <laughs> Ease us into it. <laughs> you got to peel the Band-Aid off and then, then we can grow. We no, can no grow. fucking small talk with this guy. <laughs> hey. I, I personally think so. When people think of water sports, they think of boats and they think of boats that's, uh, you know, expensive, right? That's an toy um, for a lot of people. So I think um, some of that, the barrier to entry is um, financial as far as it's concerned. Um, I myself, um, personally, what I did was, you know, I, in the beginning, I had two boards. Truthfully, I started. <laughs> I was like, forget it. Like, you just start somewhere. And I wasn't take a loan. I wasn't in a position to try to take any type of loan or anything like that. Um, there were times I was borrowing boards from my um, neighbors. Um, it had more than four people. I would have to borrow boards. And um, just, I do think that we need to give alternative resources. Um, for women as far as trying to get segue into the industry. It doesn't have to be taken out of ten thousand dollar phone, you know, and you, you build it, they will come. You can do gradual it can be gradual progression. What about you, Rachel? What do you think? Well, go go I mean, to law school and realize how fucking, what a drag that is. Yeah. Hey, that's one option. Uh, you can realize that, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, I guess. But, um, you know, I think that, I think that Natasha hits on a, on a, an issue that, that is important or impacts female entrepreneurs, which is access to funding, right? I mean, that's certainly an issue, but I think even before we get to that stage, there is a problem that there aren't enough women sitting down and saying, huh, I wish I had the funding to start a water sports business because they're not even thinking of that necessarily as a possibility for themselves, maybe because they haven't been exposed to the industry, maybe because they grew up in a family where only the men drove the boats. Uh, and that's a reality of a lot of situations. I mean, I was doing some research. Uh, there are seven times more male boat owners than women. So it's seven to one in boat ownership, right? And so it makes sense then that you would have less women going into actually trying to start water sports businesses if they don't even own boats to begin with and they're underrepresented, you know, in the boating community. So um, I think that figuring out how we get more women driving boats interested in it and interested in water sports as a hobby is a good place to start. And I, I guess that's a question I direct to Natasha. What is it? What got you to that point where you were thinking, I want to buy paddleboards and start this company? I mean, how did you get to, to get there in the first place? 
Um, woo. Uh, usually, um, it was the dog. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, part of that was I was in corporate. Um, I was like teaching at that point. I was teaching elementary school and that corporate. I was teaching elementary school and, um, I was just really frustrated because, you know, I'm, I'm in a building. I had to be there at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm in a building. It was a day. I love kids. I, I don't want to be around them all day long. <laughs> and so I actually used um, paddle boarding as a, a, a sense of self-care in the evenings. I'd paddle a lot more on the weekends. I'd paddle. And we got really known in the area, especially because I, got, I did have Mr. Beaches on board. And people were like, oh, my God, he's a, that dog he's so cool. Does he like it? And stopping and asking questions. Um, and it was actually a suggestion of a friend. Um, to start, you know, a paddleboard company as Mr. Beaches as the kind of like the brand of the of the business. So it was I don't want to say a fluke, but um, it just grew out of something that I was already passionate about. Um, one of the things I would like to mention as far as women in water sports, I'm not talking about necessarily the boating industry, but I will say 90% of my customers that book with me are women. So there are women out there that lo- love to be on the water, want to get on the water. Um, again, we do have to discuss how do we um, get them to know that this is actually a viable, you know, um, career or business that they could start. I agree with everything you're saying, and a hundred percent. I also believe coming from the where I came from. And a lot of the entrepreneurs I know in the space where they came from too, is they like well in, in Key West, it's like you have two two jobs you're gonna do. You're either gonna work on the water or you're gonna be a bartender. That's it. So there's actually a lot of women in the industry, um, in at least on in Key West. I can't I can't uh, speak to uh, South Florida. And I know on North and up here too, there's there's a lot of female mates. And I think that that's a big, that's a huge starting point because I think you're probably the exception, Natasha. And aside from being a woman, I think you're the exception into in, in how you got into the industry as like a, like a startup entrepreneur starting a water sports company. I know in North Florida that happens a lot too. In the Keys, in Hawaii, there's a lot of provenance to this. Like people start off as a mate, then they get their captain's license, they save their money, they buy a shitty boat, they get a charter, like they scale. And and I think that that is there's the real jump off point. And <clears throat> I think there needs to be an encouragement in the industry of pushing your mates to become captains. And this is what I've you always you grow a captain, you grow a team, you grow somebody from the ground up. And I don't want to, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but there is definitely misogyny that happens in the industry. There's, you know, I've heard it a hundred times on the parasail boat. Oh, what happens if, uh, you know, they go down and the girl needs to jump in and swim in and get the customer like fucking go, go get them. I mean, if I'm the cat on the boat, I'm not, and you're a female mate on my boat. Like, I mean, unless you're actually like, I can't get them onto the boat, which I, there's been times when male mates can't get them onto the boat, whatever. So it's got us, in my opinion, uh, just aside from that, 
it's got to start there as as owners of businesses um i know lazy dogs uh sue you know like almost her entire her entire staff is female and you know i i know a couple of the ladies that work for her and they're like i mean they're stone cold water sports people you know they're like you know i know one of her um one of her employees peyton you know she's like tried to 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 move lazy dogs over and uh, into different markets and like you know she's probably gonna do something in water sports as you know that that upper echelon that next level and working their way up so i think it starts it starts with us as owners to promote having women in water sports you know because this to me, it's just, it's nonsensical. Like I, 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 I also any- believe it's, it's somewhat systemic. Like I've talked to water sport operators that, I mean, this is kind of silly to even say this, but I've heard them say it that they want, you know, men on the docks and they want women in the booth. That's what the conversation is. And it's, it's a, I said, it's systemic. Like they have an idea of like, obviously men on the dock because, you know, they're having to lift things and, and obviously it's just all, all bullshit, right? Like, but that's, that's why we need to have these conversations like we're doing now to let everyone know that we're never going to, to see women leading companies if, if our thoughts are, well, they're, they're just going to do admin work. Hey, I want to, I want to throw something out there that I do have, uh, I, as a general rule, she's just a better closer than so. I have three dock hands that will handle phones. They do both, and the two of them are men, and they suck on the phones. They cannot close. Like every time Isabella's got the phones, it's like boom, boom, boom. She's taking booking, but at four o'clock when the boats start to come in, and she's like, "I don't want to sit here. Like the phones aren't ringing. I'm like, want to get outside. I'm, I'm like, go outside, go grab boats, dock boats. I don't want you sitting there milking my clock either. <laughs> like, go get something done, man. You know what I mean? And she's like, oh, I'm docking boats. I'm like, cool. That's what I want. Like, I, I don't want you to be just pigeonholed into this. Like, I'm glad you're, if you're great on the phone, that means you're great with people that are, that are coming in on the boats, which means that if you can drive and slip that boat, then now my customers are getting a better experience all the way around because, you know, you're the total package. And so one, we need to be more opening, but two, it's like, I get these calls nonstop when I hire for both reservations and dock hands, like all the girls all want to be in the booth. And I mean, I'm not going to be like, well, why don't you want to drive boats? Like, I don't know how to drive a boat. Well, okay. So what? Neither did I at one point in time. So, you know, it just, it's, it's up to us as owners to really foster that environment of inclusivity. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, you don't want to go to a party that you weren't invited to, or that you're, or maybe you were invited, but nobody really wants you there. And so if that's the way you feel when you show up to the dock at work, or you know that the general perception is that it would be a preference to have a man do it. I mean, that's not really an environment that anybody wants to be in. Sure, there are some of us that are willing to say we don't care and show up anyway, but we have to change that perception of even if you don't know anything, if you want to learn that you'll be accepted and, you know, um, given the opportunity to to learn and and increase your experience, you know, and it's uh, that it starts at a very, very ground level, um, even in personal situations, um, not just you know, between business owners, uh, but making people feel included and it's okay. It's okay to not know everything, um, is a big, it's a big thing too. Yeah. That, that I would, I, I just feel like, I do feel like women have a, 
away with, you know, being empathetic and with, with, with people that are maybe new or trying to learn something different, you know, you have a different perspective about that. Um, one of the ways like, I learned to drive a boat um, is the Palm Beach Boat Show. Um, the first day, this was years ago, but the first couple of days, morning, like it would be like $25 and it would be an hour-long class. You'd learn how to drive and back up a single engine, a twin-engine outboard boat. You know, things like that. Some of the owners can maybe open up um, their space for women, you know, and, and get them out on the water to be able to do that. Uh, me, myself, as far as water sports, what I try to do, especially like with my category yoga classes, for instance, I've taken several different yoga instructors and taught them how to paddleboard and how to get people out on the board and how to conduct a yoga um, um, yoga course on the way, even though I myself am not a yoga instructor, but just giving them access to that. So there's different ways that we can do it. doesn't have to necessarily both be boating, right? It would be kayaking um, and paddleboarding, too, is included in that. And we also talked about uh, skis, too. So there's different ways that we can, you know, get them included, but we, we it has to be um, an intentional purpose, um, you know, and you, you have to really actually want to do it. Well, and I think that's important, Natasha. It's like, you have to want to do it. Well, I don't think there are enough women that want to do it yet. And so how do we get more people interested? And um, I know, Natasha, when we all talked yesterday, you mentioned how you got exposed to water sports through like a surfing camp that brought that to your life and, and let you, you know, see that it was accessible. And so I think some of it goes back to just, you know, operators, maybe you look up uh, local nonprofit organizations that are dealing with young women in your area and you invite them and teach them how to use boats and say, better, oh, better looking dudes. I mean, we are fucking an ugly bunch, man. <laughs> yeah, My God, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Fat and drunk. You need yeah. some guys with six packs out there. <laughs> yeah, lose some weight, sober up, and then invite yeah, we'll the get, nonprofits. We'll, we'll get some ladies out there. Oh, shit. No. You know, but I think it's, I mean, we're talking about something that needs to start at like the very most basic level is we have to get more women driving and girls driving boats, you know, renting jet skis. Um, when the whole family's going out, it's not just the guys that go, right? I mean, you have to make it accessible and, and make people feel like it's a community that they can be included in and a part of. It's not just a boys club. Uh, and that starts very young, I think, and, and giving people access to the option to even engage in water sports. Yeah, because I, I, I do feel like, and it's going to sound weird, that being a woman of color in this industry has been an advantage for me. You know, I stand out. People are like, oh, she must really know what she's doing, right? She has a dog. She's on a board. You know, um, I just feel like uh, people are drawn more to me because I am a woman. And they feel, let's say, safe with me and also like I'm not so commercialized, you know. So there I think there there if you get into industry, I do think that is an, an advantage for uh, for women because they're gonna attract more women customers who are gonna who is like 
consumers right now, especially who are the ones that book um, their family vacations? It's the mom. It's the women. So if they see women on a paddleboard with dogs, you know, and they're going to be like, okay, that's the one I want to book with. I couldn't, I, I agree. I couldn't, I, I love it. Cause it's like, what I, so when people like, I, I always feel like that's the secret to our company's success. Like every time yeah. I always look at moms, kids, ladies on the boat, like I market to women 100%. Like, and it's always there. The women always call and make the decisions because, you know, it's, uh, and it's so weird too. Like I can't get my wrap my head around that. It's like, yeah, you know, you like you want to go out there. You want to like I just want to be like, here's the keys, girl. Like, don't be afraid of it. Like, go drive that boat. You know what I mean? Like, but then Larry, the husband, the fat drunk, you know, and he comes back fucking <laughs> bombed. She's completely sober, and I'm like, listen, I think maybe you should have been the one behind the wheel here, not Larry. You know, he just drank a half a bottle of whiskey at Crab Island. You know, I. I I think you got. I think you'd have done a better job. You just smashed right into the dock. That'll be five hundred bucks, <laughs> lady. You know when? Yeah. So the two points I want to touch on. Um, yeah, it's branding and marketing, uh, and just making sure that you, uh, when women, or you know, if we're mentoring someone or you're trying to bring them into industry that they have a clear vision of what their market or brand is. That's very important so that you can stand out within this crowded industry. Um, and also that will help you going forward so you know who you are. You know, so you're not always trying to compete with everybody else. You know what your lane your lane is and you're going to stay in that lane. And even if someone comes with something else, you're still going to be true to who you are. And that's one thing, you know, that I try to do. If some people that come with me and they're like, oh, what about this? Or what about, I'm like, that's not really what mine is about. And so I'm not really interested in that. Like, I would never do that. That's not my thing. You know, um, we now do kayaks, you know, and we do a, um, a small boat rental too. Um, but that's, kind of within that brand, you know, we do paddleboard yoga, obviously expanding out for the paddleboard, you know, um, industry into wellness now, and that's something that's big and that's important. Um, how's that How's that doing, if you don't mind me asking? I've always been interested in paddleboard yoga. Um, it's doing very well. Like, um, people, oh, it, it, it flows with the industry, but... Um, a lot of people are interested in, um, you know, doing paddleboard yoga. Uh, we have my current instructor um, is a certified paddleboard yoga instructor and a, a neonatal um, yoga instructor. So he's done some um, paddleboard yoga instructors with expecting mothers. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I've got an oh. idea. What do you think about this one? <laughs> Paddleboard powerlifting. So you get some fucking bros out there on a paddleboard like, oh, oh. <laughs> fucking doing squats well, out there. What about this one? We're doing on Wednesday, Wednesday is Cinco so de Mayo. Stupid. We're doing Cinco de Paddle. So after paddleboard, we're going to have some margaritas. So there's other oh, things you like can that. play with and market yourself. The other thing I was going to say is, um, like, uh, last year, I had um, 
two 14-year-old girls. Um, they came out and they paddled with me. They worked in the area, and I hired them as interns. So they were two young girls of color, and when I had big groups, um, they would help me get people on the board. You know, they knew how to, um, and people had to stand up, and, you know, that's a way to start, too. Um, think about that. Some of those kids out there doing this summer, and they want a job, and they put something on their college application or whatever, and you can start small like that. You don't have to pay that. You don't have to pay them every day. You know, they don't have to come out every day. Maybe when you have a big group or a special event. And um, that is a way to bring, um, you know, young women into the industry, too. Yeah, you know what I like, Natasha, about your brand is that, you know, you're a women-led business. And a lot of the products that you create do focus on things that you're you seem to be passionate about. I'm pretty sure it's by design that maybe your products are are focusing more on women because those are the products that you probably like doing. That's totally fine that if just because, you know, you create a, a business and it, create a business for things that you're passionate about. And yeah, it's, and, it's, and it's probably going to be uh, people that are like you, you know, that are going to enjoy those products. But I think we need more of that in water sports. You know, we need more products like uh, we we hardly have any on trip shock to be honest like that mm-hmm. are very women focused products like paddleboard yoga is is like a perfect uh act, uh, example of an activity yeah actually actually that's one that i actually need to add i get what you raised about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so can i switch can I switch gears here so so rachel i i want to i I love blood and guts, right? If it, if it, I love if it, if it, if it bleeds, it leads, right? So, I mean, you're the, you're the product onboarding person at Tripshock, right? So, how many of these fucking idiots have you had to deal with? Like, I mean, I know that there's some throwbacks in our industry that are like, ah, what? Yeah, like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be. You don't have to name any names because I, I know, but there's gotta been some pretty good, like, crazy people. Um, well, you know, I guess maybe I'm not shocked as easily because I came from a very male-dominated industry, um, you know, being a lawyer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is very um, – for me to do my job, which involves a lot of going to destinations. I mean, I have a lot of meetings on the docks. I meet with all different types of water sports owners. And uh, it's it's – I mean – as a woman, you always think, you know, are they joining Trip Shock because they are, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of things go through your head with the way that different people interact with you when you're when you're trying to sell them on something. Let's just put it that way. Um, oh, man. But, <laughs> but, you know, what I find is that a lot of these companies that have very prominent, you know, male owners also have a female owner behind the scenes. And when it gets down to brass tacks, the person that I'm dealing with or that my team is dealing with are the women that are running the show behind the scenes that maybe people don't even realize are also a majority, you know, are 50-50 owners in some of these companies, or maybe they're the ones managing the day-to-day, right? And we have to start spotlighting these women. Because if you assume that just because the husband's name's on the boat that he's running the show, you're probably, I mean, you're probably wrong. 
in a lot of scenarios, right? It's so always, to start yeah. spotlight, spotlighting these women that are behind the scenes, and these women need to be the ones that are doing what Natasha's doing and being the mentor roles. Because look, men make great mentors, and we have to encourage men in the industry to mentor women, or we won't have enough mentors. But we really, the, the best mentors are the women who are already here. And there are some amazing women in water sports. And there are some efforts being made that I've seen to start recognizing more women in water sports. But, you know, all those women that are running things behind the scenes, we need to have them on the panel discussions. We need to have them uh, joining up with, you know, organizations like TripShock that are interested in creating diversity and inclusion in our industry. And, you know, letting them kind of be the star of the show for a little bit instead of hiding behind the scenes. And I don't mean to be, you know, overly broad in that statement. I know there are, there are women in the spotlight as well, but uh, we have to do a better job at recognizing all of the great women that are already here. And how do we help them be better facilitators of this effort? Oh, Greg, what's this? Who, what's, oh man, I can't remember her name. The CEO of Peak Pro. Roswana. Ro- yeah, she went yeah. over, uh, went after like uh, Max uh, from Fair Harbor. Like, man, that argument that they had on the uh, at arrival, man, that was aw- mm-hmm. that was awesome. And 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 that and you're right. Those are the those are the type of you know that's obviously it's not water sports, but still in the space uh, are the people that need to be highlighted. But give us some time. We're I think we're now just finally galvanizing as an industry. So. Oh, like we're, you know, like we're, we're not having like historically the industry really hasn't had talks about anything, you know? So I I think, uh, I think we're getting, especially with stuff like this and conversations, uh, uh, with you guys on the show, I think it's, uh, I think we're getting off to the right foot. So if the industry that's just now finally starting to get a little bit of, uh, uh, cohesion, um, you know, I, I think that we're going to be able to to highlight uh, women in water sports because they're just it's going to be like undeniable right it, you can't not highlight somebody who's fucking tearing shit up right like Roswana she like went out there and it was on the and, and challenge like all the rest of the dude just sat there like uh, I'm scared but she fucking went after him and it was uh and I and I just think we're going to see more stuff like that and and more more uh Ladies, I don't know what the nomenclature is. More gals. No, <laughs> I've been saying guys the whole time. I don't. I have no idea how to pronoun anything anymore. I just you're not like, saying boys though. Hey, you. <laughs> but you know what? The, the my selling point um, going from um, Fair Harbor to Peak was that um, Peak was a woman uh, co-founded business. And I will never leave them. They're, they've been really good to me, but just being able to support her and what she's doing has been one a selling point for me and anyone. Um, sometimes I do mentor people, um, mostly men that come coming into the um, the water sports industry. Um, I always, you know, steer towards peak. Um, they're not, you, you know, they're not perfect. But just being able to support them and um, just seeing how they've helped me uh, has been amazing. And the same thing with you, me joining trip, joining trip shop had everything to do with Rachel. So one good example of what you were talking about, as far as emphasizing, is you know Kevin and I. Um, yeah, if you look at the the people that have spoke um, on our show or who we interviewed, we try to mix it up, like. 
you know, if we have to find a woman expert in, in something, like we had, we had uh, Kaylee in Instagram, uh, we had Marika f- uh, from Von Mack uh, on the show. Like we're trying to emphasize women in this industry and 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 diversification, and that's by us doing our part of making sure that we have women on the show. Even though it is it is sometimes harder to find uh, women to interview because our industry is male dominated, and that's who who we know as far as the topics that we want to discuss, but we're looking a little deeper and trying to find those women and, and spotlighting them uh, to just, just to show that we are, we are doing our, our part of, of emphasizing and bringing them more in. We want to make it more normal. Natasha, what's your last name? Um, it's William. I don't even think we said that in the show. I think I said, Whoa. I think I said Baker. Well, it's, I, uh, okay. So Baker is my maiden name. Then William is my name, even though I'm divorced. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking for you on Facebook, and I just sent Rachel a friend request, and now I got to find Natasha Baker, so, so I can send you a friend I request. Th- this is and the add, thing. I and, have three locations. So, <laughs> Mr. Beaches has one. <laughs> the, the business has one, and then I have a personal like <laughs> We're all over the place, so is that mm-hmm. it? Well, you guys, you guys got to join. You guys got to join the group and, okay. and get on the conversation because there. I mean, again, it's mostly male dominated, but there are there's there's a good number of women in our group, and they are speaking up, and they are and they, and they are talking. And I mean, yeah, this we're definitely uh, we're fucking an inclusive party. I like the way Rachel put that, like uh, invited, <laughs> like invited to the party, but not really like welcome. That's literally how I feel at every party I show up to. They're like, oh, where'd you fucking come from, buddy? Then I fall through the table, and they're like, "Oh, but see," and I'm like, "Well, that's why I'm not in." But I, me and Rachel have. <laughs> I know that feeling. What I'm saying. Because <laughs> even though we're not in, we can't be invited. We're going to go to the party, and we're and we're going to show up. So <laughs> oh, you're invited. Yeah. You're invited. Hey, that, that's a perfect way to end the show, too. Well, yeah. Rachel and Natasha, thank you so much for joining the the podcast. I think it was a very um, uh, awesome conversation. Uh, Natasha, if, if anyone listening wants to hear more about you or what you do, where can they get more information? Um, you can visit my website, subpuffftl.com, um, or they can also find me uh, and Mr. Beaches on Instagram, which is subpuffftl. <laughs> Mr. Peaches, I love it. Or Mr. Beaches, that's the best he, name I ever. I would bring him up, but he's sleeping now, and he probably get he probably get mad if I woke him up. So, well, um, I can be reached if you're interested in in talking about joining Trip Shock. We obviously love working with women-owned businesses and all water sports businesses, but I can be reached at Rachel at TripShock.com, um, and you can learn more about you know what we're doing in the industry. We're actually going to be start to share a lot more. Um, industry news and insights and resources for the community on the site as well. Um, and just visit partners.tripshock.com to learn more about what we're up to. I was just like looking at, I was just looking at Mr. Beaches. I was like, Oh my God, with the, the bow tie and, and a smile. Oh my God. I love this. See, you're so fabulous. Oh my Lord. Oh my God. I love it. So I send friend requests and then you're going to get group requests so you guys can come in and, and kick the shit and come into oh, the party awesome. that you're both more than welcome to and invited to. And I'm glad, 
I'm glad we could get. I had like the pre-show jitters on this one. I really did. You can ask Greg. Like I'm like, man. I like I like part of my shit on this show is like I fucking make fun of everything. And I'm like, man, I can't like come here and start making fun of these guys. You know, not yet. Now that now that we're in, like fucking yeah, I'm gonna talk shit. We'll have you, can you make back. Make fun of like, us, but don't hit on us. That's my advice for all you men oh. out there in water sports. Just resist the yeah. urge to hit on them and come and want to work with you. Trust. I've, I've been married for 20 years, and I fucking don't know how I got my wife because I got fucking a horrible game. Trust me, <laughs> not gonna happen over here, lady. <laughs> really been amazing. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this, you know, very important issue and how we can move forward. So I'm looking, I'm excited to um, working with you guys in the future. Thank you. Well, I appreciate everyone uh, uh, coming on the show here and for all you listening, keep it awkward. You've been listening to the awkward water sport guys podcast. If you're in the water sport industry, this is the podcast that brings the business perspective to parasailing, jet and ski boat rentals, sailing, snorkeling, and everything else. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Be sure to sign up to our email list at watersportpodcast.com and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.